So tonight we get the, as close as we can have, a gospel account according to St. Joseph, his view of the, the birth of Christ. And uh, one of the things that I think we do uh, that is a great disservice in the church is how we portray Joseph. So in many, many, many artwork depictions and uh, uh, just interpretations of Joseph, he's an 80-year-old guy. Like, there's just nothing special about him. He's a super big pansy, and he's just the foster father of Jesus. Nothing really important about him. Except that Joseph's official title in the church is St. Joseph, Terror of Demons. Now, one does not get the title, Terror of Demons, by being a do-nothing, lackluster, ancillary figure in the history of salvation. But we see tonight that even, jo even though Joseph is the terror of demons, Joseph still had things that made him afraid. We read that when he finds Mary is with child, he wishes to divorce her quietly because he's afraid. He's afraid of his reputation being tarnished. He's afraid of, you know, all of the, the standards of the time. He's afraid of his name, his family name. He's afraid of all these things. And so he says, you know what, it's better just to, to get rid of the problem and not have to deal with it than endure these, this shame and this fear that I have for the future. But even in his fear, Joseph shows himself to be a virtuous man because he does wish to do this quietly. It was his right under Mosaic law to have Mary publicly put to death, if he so choose. But he does not. Rather than do retribution, rather than get vengeance, rather than uh, feel justice for a slight that he perceives himself to be, be given, he wishes to do this divorce quietly so that she can still retain some dignity and some honor and he can just be done with the situation. So, and it says, this is, this is why he's a righteous man, right? He does things righteously. He wants to always take the virtuous path. So even in his shame... He still strives for virtue. And this is why he is the terror of demons. Because he chooses the path of humility, the humble path, quietness, meekness, the one that doesn't seek retribution. And this terrifies demons. Because any demonic activity is always high emotion, drastic measures, finalities. I mean, there's a new Star Wars movie coming out, and... Uh, you know, to quote one of the old Star Wars movies, a Sith only deals in absolute. A Sith is an evil character in Star Wars, in case you're not aware of that. Right? Like, evil only deals in absolutes. They want everything fast, now, do, do. Whereas God works in peace, tranquility, lack of anxiety. And so Joseph, we see following the Lord's plan because he is doing things quietly and humbly. So therefore, it is only fitting that he is the terror of demons, because he's always going to exhort us to follow the path of humility. And so in his dream, the angel reveals to him what is happening in the lives of Jesus, Mary, and himself, Joseph, through the Holy Spirit, and that he no longer needs to be afraid, because everything is going to be okay. So the things that once bothered Joseph no longer bother him. The situations that were present before are still there, but he no longer cares, for he has perfect love and perfect trust in God, knowing that moving forward, it's going to be okay, 
because God is going to look out for him. And again, this is the path of humility, which terrifies demons. So we hear in the psalm tonight, let him, let me get this right, let the Lord enter, the King of glory. And we might be wondering, well, what what is he entering? Where is he going? Well, the psalmist is talking about the Messiah coming into the great city, the great city of Zion. But the church exhorts us, just like Joseph accepted the Holy Spirit and the will of God and took Mary into his home, the church exhorts us this Sunday to also let Christ enter into our hearts. Because while we wait in longing anticipation for the coming of Christ, the memorial of the time when he came once in Bethlehem, and also the longing we have for his coming again at the second coming, the best way we can prepare for both events is to invite Christ into our hearts, to let the King of glory enter into our hearts now, in these last final days of waiting. So my brothers and sisters, in these last, what is it, four, four and a half, depending on when you go to Mass, these last few days, my encouragement to you is this. Offer this Mass as a sacrifice of praise to the Lord and ask Him through this Mass to enter into your hearts in a new way that you've never experienced before. And then once a day or twice a day or however many times you'd like to per day between now and Christmas, ask him again to come into your hearts in a new way. Because honestly, the best gift we could ever hope for at Christmas is a new and deeper relationship with Christ that we've never experienced before.